Appreciate that very much, Brother Ricky. I didn't. He actually told me what he was going to be singing earlier in the week, but I didn't really pay much attention. I had a lot of other things on my mind. Uh, I apologize for not paying it much attention, Brother Ricky, but I, there's just a lot going on this week. At the, but I tell you what, it, wasn't, it couldn't have been a better song for the message this morning. Amen. You know, we have a lot of things that we worry about, and sometimes we end up with a heart that's broken. And I've entitled this message this morning, God's Cure for a Broken Heart. Have, have you ever experienced a broken heart in your life? Amen. I mean, it just, uh, it may have happened on purpose or it may be by accident, but the results are the same. Uh, people hurt. In the midst of the sorrow, in the midst of your pain, we sometimes ask the question, is, is God in our pain? Is God in our pain? Open your Bibles, the book of uh, uh, Psalm uh, 55. Psalm 55. We may ask the question, does, does God care about my pain? Does he care about my problems? Does God care that you have a broken heart? Uh, let me assure you today that, that God does care. Uh, he, he knows what's going on. He, he, he's, he's very uh, up to date about what's going on in your life and what's happening in your heart. Uh, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as the high priest representing man to God, goes through our suffering alongside of us. He goes through it with us. As you, if you've got Psalm 55, stand with me if you will read uh, a few verses. Psalm 55, starting at verse number 4. The Bible says, My heart is sore pain within me. And the terrors of death are fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror have overwhelmed me. And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Lo, then would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Let us pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for the blessings. And dear Lord, we just, our hearts are broken today for what's going on in the lives of the people in Texas. And, and our thoughts are there. We're going to do what we can to help them. But dear Lord, there may be some here today that are broken. People who have things on their mind that they just can't get away. And they're burdened by this. And they're suffering. And dear Lord, I just pray that you would help us to, to see this from your perspective. <clears throat> and to see our problems and, and how and what we should do with them and how we should treat them to help us to get through whatever it, storm that may be in our lives. Lord, we, we know that you didn't make us to carry this burden, and we can't. And it seems like it's impossible sometimes, but I just pray to the Lord you just help us to, to, to find the answers today of what we should do and how we should get through this. Thank you, Lord, for all your love and your mercy and for carrying and going through our lives with us. Thank you for forgiveness for our sins. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. Have you ever experienced pain like the psalmist expressed here in this passage of Scripture? Pain in the heart. 
He makes a statement here that uh, in the past I know I've, I've made, and sure uh, you have probably made a similar statement like this in your heart. Maybe not these exact words, but uh, uh, the meaning is the same. When he is experiencing sorrow and hurt and pain, he says, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, that I would fly away and be at rest. You, you may have not have said exactly these words, but you, you may have said something like, I, I'm just going to pack up and leave. I, 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 I'm going to quit and walk away. I, I, I just want to leave and never come back. Maybe you've said those words, something like that, in, in your past. As a missionary, I can honestly say uh, there were many times in the ministry that uh, I was discouraged and, and, and was beaten down by many uh, obstacles. And, and I got to the point many times where I said, I don't have to deal with this anymore. I can get on the plane and go back and leave it all behind. It's real feelings of a missionary. Uh, it's not all glory that you think it is. That, that, that was what the psalmist was saying. My heart is hurting. I've got pain. I've got trouble. I've got tribulation. I've been betrayed. I've been hurt. If I could just run away from it all, then I would be at rest. Well, haven't you said that before? Haven't you thought that before? If you could just get away from it all, then everything would be fine. Running away, you know, really doesn't fix anything. The sad fact is part of what makes us real and makes us human and, and, and strong happens through pain and sorrow and, and difficult circumstances. Uh, the pain, that pain, brokenness and sorrow may come from a, a rebellious, wayward child. Your heart is broken. The pain may come when you hear the words from a doctor uh, that says, I'm sorry, but we've done all that we could do. That pain may come when we've been in a relationship and we have given everything to that relationship. We've poured out our heart into it. We've allowed all of our love to go into it and only to be betrayed and our hearts are broken. Where is God in all of that? Does God really care? Job chapter 14 and verse number 1, the Bible says, Man that is born of woman... That includes everyone, is a few days and full of trouble. Sometimes we read the Bible with rose-colored glasses and we say, yeah, but that doesn't apply to Christians. Well, I can understand a sinner having a life full of trouble. I can understand someone who's not as good as I am having a life full of trouble. <laughs> That's what we think. But me, I love Jesus. And I'm, I'm a tither. I'm a faithful to the church. And, and, and we go on and on to try to say that that verse does not apply to me. Well, the fact is, the matter is, man is born of a woman. Is a few days and full of trouble. Applies to everyone. The lost. The saved. Being a Christian doesn't mean you're not going to live a trouble-free life. You will experience trials and tragedies of life. And what does God want us to do? What does God have something to say when it seems that our world is falling apart? Does God have anything to say when our heart is broken in too many pieces that Humpty Dumpty can't be put back together? Uh, does it seem as though there is no hope? 
What does God have, uh, say to us? Well, there's two things this morning I'd like to share with you about uh, the, the, the situation, about the problems that we might face and the burdens and the concerns that we have in our hearts. First of all, we must redirect your problem. Redirect your problem. Well, let's look down at verse number 22 of Psalm 55. The Bible says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. He shall sustain thee. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. This is how you redirect your problem. You, do you ever have an issue that you do you just focus on that issue and nothing else? You can't get it off your mind. You have a heartache and you just focus on how bad you're hurting. You, 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 you've been betrayed and you, you're just thinking about how uh, awful the betrayer is. You allow your mind to go in a thousand directions and it consumes your mind. You think about it. You talk about it. You dream about it. Your whole life is consumed. The psalmist says, wait a minute, wait a minute. Instead of spending every waking minute of your life focused on that issue, he says, redirect the problem. You redirect your brokenness by casting all your care on the Lord. Casting all your care on the Lord. Peter would take this little piece from Psalm 55, and he would put it this way in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7, where he says, Cast your care upon him because he careth for you. He cares for you. Whatever causes you to, be, to not be able to concentrate on important issues, whatever makes your soul unsettled, whatever makes us forget our purpose in living, he says to cast it all on the Lord. I want to guess for just a moment one reason why we don't do this. There's a little phrase in the world today that Christians have picked up on it. It's a little phrase that says, I've got this. I've got this. Uh, this I've got this thinking will keep your problem, keep you problem focused instead of God focused. I've got this attitude will lead you to believe that you are your own God. Well, if you're your own God, you've got a very small God. you got a very small God. Why don't you get rid of that small God and claim the God that made the heavens and the earth? <laughs> get rid of that small one and, and claim the Heavenly Father, that God, uh, that Creator of all things. He says, cast your burden on the Lord. What is the burden that is weighing you down today? What is that that is crippling your life today? What is it that's holding you back from keeping and keeping you from being what God has saved you to be? Cast it on the Lord. Don't think for a minute that you've got all the answers. I want to talk to the men for just a moment. Most men are pretty hard-headed. I, I know. <laughs> got a few amens from the ladies. It's okay. All right, it's, it's, it's good that we, we admit it every once in a while. Most men are pretty hard-headed. Most men think that they're strong enough and they're brave enough and they're courageous enough to deal with everything. Uh, 
So when a heartache comes into life, he doesn't talk about it. He doesn't express it. He holds it in. He, 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 he says, I'm going to grit, grit my teeth. I'm going to push out my chest. I'm going to beat this thing. It's not going to conquer me. Big, big mistake, Mr. Macho. Let me tell you what you ought to do. What this verse tells us we ought to do. Cast your burden on the Lord. Paul talked about one of the missionary journeys. and He talked about the unfairness that he experienced. He, he talked about the persecution that he experienced. And he said in 2 Corinthians 3, 5, he says, Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. We were beaten, we were persecuted, we were shipwrecked. And if, I, if it could go wrong, it, it happened. If it could happen, it would happen to us. We survived all, all, not because we were sufficient of ourselves, but because we have a Savior that is sufficient in all things. That's how you get through it. Not because you're strong and you can handle it and you've got it, but because you have a Savior that's able to carry it for you. Don't allow proud to keep you from casting all your care on the Lord. It, it reminds me of the prodigal son. He, he's, he's in the hog pen. His friends have left him. He's out of money. He's in this situation. He's, he's, he, he, his health probably is getting weaker. And the Bible says, he said, he comes to himself. Uh, it's as if he, he had been out of his mind. Uh, he comes to himself. He said he would arise and go to his father's house. When he got to the end, he said, I need to go to my father. You know, that's what some of us need to do today. When, when you see where you are, burdened down, bogged down, hurting, pain, you need to recognize that you can never get out of this mess on our own. I'm, I'm insufficient. He is sufficient. Maybe what some of you need to do is uh, you're burdened down you, you need to just simply say from your heart today God I can't you can and I'm going to let you I can't you can and I'm going to let you cast your care on the Lord and he will sustain you understand what happens when we do that we receive God's strength in Psalm 37 and verse 39, it says, But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. The Lord is our strength in time of trouble. What if I'm having uh, hanging on my trouble? Uh, what if I'm carrying my own burden? What if I refuse to cast my burden on the Lord? Well, listen, the Bible doesn't have anything to say about you, you uh, having uh, about God having strength in that case. If you hold on to it, you're not claiming the, the strength that God is offering. You, you, there, that doesn't have anything to say about that. He says to give it to Him. Let Him handle it. When you cast it on Him... When you give it to him, the Bible says the Lord is our strength. That word cast is an interesting word. It means probably what you think it means. Uh, to cast. It has the idea of 
to pitch a ball, to throw a ball, uh, and, and to, uh, to put all your burdens on that ball. Your disappointment, your betrayal, your trial, your sorrow, your problems in a friendship, your sickness, your financial problems, your marital problems. Put all of that on the ball and you pitch it to the Lord. When it goes to him, it is his and he doesn't throw it back. He said, cast, pitch, throw your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you. But the Bible says he will be your strength. Folks, let me tell you, sooner or later, you're going to find out that you're only so strong. You will find out that you can only last so long. Sooner or later, you're going to find out that you need help beyond yourself. Sooner or later, you're going to find out that you need someone bigger, better, stronger, smarter, and more resourceful than your family and your friends. Sooner or later, you're going to realize you need the Lord. It says, cast your burden on the Lord and He will sustain you. Here's what happens. We recognize our inadequacies. We cast our burden on the Lord, it becomes God's responsibility to fix it, not mine. There are some things in life that God doesn't expect you to fix. Other people happens to be one of them. God doesn't expect you to fix other people. You can't fix other people. Uh... There are just some burdens that God never intended you to carry. Cast your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you. What happens when I do that? When I give it to God, that heavy burden, then I begin to see the hand of God begin to work in my life. He either uses that burden for his glory or he takes that burden from my life. Well, God will do one of two things. He will remove the burden or he'll use the burden for his glory. You may ask, what is God going to do with mine? Well, I don't know. I I don't know what he's going to do with mine. Whatever he does, it will be right and it will be for his glory. So God, can God remove our burden? Absolutely. Absolutely. Can God take it away? Sure he can. Nothing is too hard for him. God may choose to allow that burden to remain and give you the grace to endure it and grow in the midst of it. God will use that burden in ways you never dreamed possible in order that he might get the glory. Remember what Paul said about himself in 2 Corinthians chapter 12? He says, I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth. Such a one caught up into the third heaven, how that he was caught up into paradise and heard the unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. He did what everybody should do. He asked God to remove his burden. Well, he asked God three times, and God said, no, my grace is sufficient for you. Didn't God love Paul? Sure he did. 
Sure he did. Didn't God have a work for Paul to do? You know he did. Uh, and why didn't God reach down and solve Paul's problem, this thorn in the flesh? Why wouldn't he do that? Paul was caught up in the third heaven and saw some stuff that no man should see. And the only way for God, for Paul to not elevate himself, he was given a thorn in the flesh. God give me a thorn in the flesh, I won't think of myself higher than I should think of myself. Sometimes God gives us pain and suffering to keep our feet on the ground, to not think too highly of ourselves. Maybe we think that we're a bit better than someone else, that God loves us more than somebody else. Listen, God doesn't love you one speck more than he loves your enemies. You thought about that? Uh, God allows some suffering to come in your life. and God allows a little difficulty. And God said, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. We struggle to understand. God, you've left me. God, you don't love me. God, you don't care. God does care, but he could get more glory in Paul's life with that thorn than he could without the thorn. Well, he says, cast your care on him, and he will sustain you by giving you grace to endure it by, or by removing it altogether. One way or the other, he's going to take care of weeping, may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. There is joy in knowing that God is in control and that God's got this. That God has control. There's more joy uh, that in that than thinking, I've got this. God's got this. Well, when you cast your burden on the Lord, that frees God to operate in your life. and That frees God to give you grace and more grace. And allows God, if he chooses to, to remove that burden from your life or, or be with you as you go through it. Cast your burdens on the Lord. The second thing I want us to see, there are some results from casting your burden on the Lord. Trials deepen our faith. Trials deepen our faith. Solomon says in Ecclesiastes 7, It is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. Sorrow is better than laughter. Uh, it's not saying that Christians shouldn't enjoy life and have a good time. Uh, what he is saying here is there are deeper issues in life that fun, entertainment, and happiness. Uh, and when sorrow and pain comes into your life, doesn't discount what God is up to. Uh, when God allows us to have a burden, he doesn't take it from us and, and doesn't take it from you. He's up to something. He's trying to do something in your life. This is what he's up to. He is up to deepening our faith. I, I, I wish it wasn't like this. I wish that we go through life, our faith takes big leaps forward. But it doesn't happen that way. I wish we could say that that God doesn't allow trials in our life. That's suffering in our life. Uh, because I, I don't need it. But, but that's not true. 
The sad fact is, when things are going well in our lives, we seem to take credit for that. Look, look how wonderful my life is. Look what I've done. We put too much faith in ourselves when things are going well. But when, thing, when there's adversity that comes in our life, when it begins to hurt, only then do we cry out, God, I need you. God, I'm coming to you. God, I need you now. The adversity comes into our lives and we get close to the Lord because we know we need him. God uses that problem to make us aware of our need for God and to grow our faith. Uh, we are growing in the Lord. We are, are loving the Lord. We are hanging on to the Lord with all that we have. And sometimes God looks down uh, to you and says, what's happened to you? Well, how did you get this far? He, and he's going to bring you back. Uh, I'm going to use a preacher to try to bring you back with his messages. If you don't listen, fire of adversity is heading your way. Uh, what the preacher couldn't do through preaching the word, I'm going to do through my spirit and through the circumstances of life to get your attention, to draw you back, to grow your faith. Trials deepen our faith. Trials develop our fellowship, our fellowship with God. In Philippians chapter 3, Paul talks about this. He, he hasn't attained, he hasn't arrived. He's still in the process of growing. He wants to get there, but he's not there yet. And, and then he says this, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformable unto his death. I, I'm not sure about all that. I, I know I want to know him. Don't you? Don't you want to grow in the knowledge of Christ? You, you, you don't want just the surface knowledge, do you? you? You want to know the deeper knowledge of Jesus. You want to know and experience a deeper, abundant life in Jesus Christ. And the power of his resurrection. What kind of power is it that can raise the dead? It's God's power. And I want to know all about it. I want, to, I want to experience it. I, 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 and we all would be shouting today if there were, uh, after this statement, it was a period. But he said, and the fellowship of his sufferings. We don't like that part. We want the fellowship with Jesus. Here's what I, what, how I want the fellowship with Jesus. I want to be a, a part of a church where souls are being saved all the time. I want to be in a church where the mighty hand of God uh, is moving. That's where I want to be. Uh, and Paul said the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. When you fellowship in his sufferings, when you are bearing a burden, you enter into a fellowship with Jesus that you didn't get by sitting on a padded pew in an air-conditioned Baptist church. When you've been betrayed, you've been hurt, you know for sure you can have fellowship with Jesus and He's not going to betray you. When you have been hurt with mean words, you know that Jesus is, is, is not going to hurt you with mean words. You will 
learn more about Jesus when the trials of adversity come your way than you ever uh, than you ever have any other way. The fellowship of His sufferings. By the way, that doesn't mean coming to church uh, when it's raining. Uh, it's it's a little more involved than that. I, I don't I don't know of anyone who is being used of God right now or in the past that has not been in the fire of suffering at some time in their life. There have been trials and tribulations that you don't even know about. God has used these fires of trials in their life to grow their faith. They have, they, they have used it to fellowship with Jesus in a sweet and powerful way. These burdens draw us close to the Father. Paul, as he opens the book of 2 Corinthians, he says this. Uh, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforted us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted, comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abounding us, so our consolation also abounded by Christ. Whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same suffering which we also suffer. Whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. Listen, God doesn't waste any experiences. Um, if God brings you through a trial and a difficulty and you experience God's comfort in that difficulty, God has done that in order that you might be a minister of His comfort to a hurting world. On every pew, there's a pain. There's a sorrow. There's a burden. It may be hidden from those around you, but God knows about it. God cares about it. Today, cast your prayer on the Lord. You may, may ask, is, is He going to take it away? I, I don't know. But He did say, He'll sustain you. What about you in your life? What's going on in your life? Have you given your heart and your life to Jesus? The only way that He's going to be able to go with you through those problems through those suffering is first of all you give your heart to him in salvation he wants to be there with you he wants to go through it with you and he wants to carry the burden for you but first of all you've got to give him your heart are you a child of God have you given your heart to Jesus have you been saved if you haven't uh, I ask you to do that today you may be here and You've been saved for many years. And there's just a lot going on. And you're trying to juggle things and see where you need to focus because there's so much going on. And some of the things that's going on in your life you really don't need to be dealing with. You just need to be giving it to the Lord. And you're holding on to it. And it's driving you nuts. It's eating at your soul. You're not able to function. You're not able to deal with the important things of life because this burden, this, this brokenness that's in your life. 
Maybe today is the time you just need to give it to Him. Just give it to God. Just cast it to Him. Let Him carry it. He didn't design you for this. He didn't design me for this. So cast it on Him and He will sustain thee. That's what the Bible says. I, I didn't write that. But I'm glad it's there. I'm glad it's in His Word. The Lord spoke into your heart. As we stand, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for your word. Thank you for your love in our lives, dear Lord. And Lord, we all know that troublesome times comes our way and we try to handle things ourselves. And Lord, we know that you never intended us to do that. We're learning. Help us, dear Lord, to give it to you and Help us to learn from it. Let Help us to grow from it. But don't let it beat us down. Help us to just cast it and put it in your lap. Put it in your area of control and let you deal with it. Help us to give it to you so that we can be what you would want us to be. Be used of you. If there's anyone here that's never been saved, I pray, dear Lord, that they were uh, initially realized they need to be saved. And ask Jesus to come into their heart and to save them so that you can be with them throughout their life, through all their struggles, through all their problems, and help sustain them with their life. Help us, dear Lord, to be what you'd want us to be in, your, in our Christian life. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.